Hey, 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 what's up? It is Billy and Marco. It is the Fun Bunch. It is the second podcast. Can you believe we made it? We, we made it to number two. I had never even thought that would be possible. Back for number two. Number two is on board. <laughs> we did it. Oh, uh, love it. So uh, we love uh, for you to download this. Tell your friends and family you're a big uh, Skins fan or just a football or just a fan in general of sports. We do it all right here on this podcast. We mix it up a little bit. We got some pranks. Uh, we have some questions that'll make you think. We do the uh, Wayback Playback, uh, and that doesn't necessarily have to be something from uh, our team. It could be from any team, uh, but if you uh, want us to uh, hit it up, uh, let us know. Uh, hit like and subscribe, and make sure you comment at the below of all these uh, YouTube videos so that we can uh, do the content that you're looking for. Um, I saw this today, man. I wanted to get your idea on this so uh, because I thought this was, would be a good question here. So uh, they put this little tweet out. Uh, this is from a guy named Lake Lewis. I don't know. You, you know who that is? Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, I thought this was pretty fun today, though. Uh, are there? He says there's four commanders that are untouchable in any trade. So, uh, and I thought this was uh, good to lead it off because I started thinking I have a few more to this list. Now he puts his four: McLaurin, Allen, Payne, Dotson. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I think those are are big. I, I mean, Dotson is still in a rookie deal. I don't know why you would ever even want to trade him. But what do you think about that? I actually, re- I actually replied to this tweet. It's a couple days old. You did? I I, yeah, I did somewhere on the <laughs> Look through it and see what I, you said. Well, I saw it, and I was like, man, what the fuck? Only four? Like, I'm like, no, I added um, I added Cam Curl to the list. Yeah, that that's first, who I would have put on there. First guy I sure. thought of. Um, you know, first off, I mean, McLaurin, Allen, Payne. Like, why would you do new deals? And then, tr- I mean, so they're not getting traded. So I guess to this right. point, yeah. Um, Dotson, I mean, why <laughs> Why would, you know, you're not trading that guy. He, he. He exceeded. Um, I mean, he didn't he have the most touchdowns of any receiver, rookie receiver. Right, he tied last year? Gary Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the most last year, I think, for a rookie receiver, and I think he missed like five games or something. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not, you know, that that guy. I thought, man, his route running is is ridiculous. But I thought Cam Curl, man, who was a seventh round draft pick, who's played lights out. He's been top five and top three in some metrics. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I, I just think for me, that's the next guy you got to extend. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would have put Cam Curl on the list uh, as I went deeper. I mean, you know, I mean, there were a few on the on the verge. Obviously, I I still have a big sweat fan. I know he's he's tradable and he's definitely at that point in his contract where you could get him out and get something back for him. You know, you're never going to get a first round from out of thing because, uh, you know, however it is. But I mean, yeah. So I, I think there's a couple more on there. These guys are physically unable to really be traded because of the of the structure of their contracts. But uh, yeah, I thought so. And I think uh, I don't know. I mean, would you want to keep Sam uh, Howe before, or would you trade him right now if you could move up in the draft? Yeah, I mean, if you like, uh, you know, all these rumors about this Tennessee quarterback. He's 25 years old, Hooker. Um, he's got a really kind of weird way though of playing football. I, I just, I don't know how much of a smoke screen that is, yeah. um, but I thought it was interesting and I'm glad you bring up the tweet because don't you think it's weird that your number two overall draft pick from a few years ago, isn't on that list. <laughs> Chase young was mysteriously uh, off the list. And I tell you, the more people I hear, the more I see around reading, it's like, I mean, it is, it, it's, it's possible that people wouldn't even be mad to trade him he was rookie of the year i don't know man i mean it is funny that he is that he is even available to talk to i'm just saying historically like how many times have people been the number two overall pick and then a few years later you've got 
you know, media writers, not including them in a list of people that just are untouchable, won't even discuss a trade. I mean, oh, well, not, I mean, not only that, he was rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Or he was defensive, whatever. Defensive and year, yeah. he's still on his rookies. So he's going to be extended. So, yeah, I mean, dude, all of those together and the fact that he was and remember what they were saying. This guy's a generational pass rusher. This guy is a Lawrence Taylor change the way we block offensive and defensive people line guy i mean mandatory yeah. double team at some points triple team i mean we heard all this leading up to the draft and i'm like all right well if you're gonna put two people on chase young and then it's yeah. pretty much single coverage um one-on-ones i should say on Allen, Payne, and sweat well we should just get a sack every every third down but yeah and we kind of saw that the rookie year right like oh. I mean, I was, yeah. 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 He was, well, he was getting so much action that it was opening, really opening up uh, for Payne and Allen. Uh, well, let me throw another name out on this list that you wouldn't necessarily think of unless you were cheering for this particular team. This particular football player has probably been the MVP the last eight seasons. You Are you putting Tress Way on this list? I just, what, like, what are you going to trade a punter for? Like, uh, but Tress Way is the Mac daddy of punters dude i mean that dude is i mean seriously now we haven't been very good but i mean there's talk about making trust the mvp like for like three years in a row on this football team i believe he's our oldest player on the team he is um, yeah. or the most tenured so he's kind of been there the longest uh, i think he might also be the oldest but he's a real likable guy right he's great with the he's media a good locker room guy great locker room guy but what are you going to get for him i mean are you get, you're not getting a third i don't think and mm. so anything under that what's the point i mean i i just you know with all the intangibles about being like a good dude good player rarely hurt if ever hurt like yeah i'm not trading trust way yeah i mean that's the thing like you're not going to get you're you're never going to get what you you're currently getting out of this guy for the next guy um but uh and i, I love trade you ever watch his uh podcast uh man that podcast he does it's pretty damn good he's actually yeah it's actually pretty good it is good. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, like I said, he's a likable dude. I mean, people want to want to hear what he's saying. Uh, he's kind of got these interesting approaches to everything, um, but lighthearted, you know. Uh, so I think I, I I think it's one of those things where l l getting rid of him would be a net negative. OK, so maybe you get a draft pick, maybe you save some money because you're going to bring on a guy, but you're going to lose all these other things that you say. That Rivera said that you've been trying to build. That was kind of Ron Rivera's big thing was build the culture, change the culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and a locker room guy with the culture. I mean, that's big. Yeah, so that to me would kind of fly in the face of, of the last four years of doing that. It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it sucks that he's our best player. But, uh, I mean, the dude is automatic uh, inside the 20. I mean, he's just an incredible guy, like you said. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't screw up ever. So, uh, and special teams, obviously, is big. And the other special teamers is what about, uh, we you know, we had an all-pro special teamer this year. Uh, that's never happened. And uh, like that last time that happened was Brian Mitchell maybe back uh, in the 90s. But uh, uh, you getting rid of, um, not Danny Johnson. What's that kid's name? God, I forgot it. Talking about Reeves? Uh, yeah, Jeremy Reeves. I yeah. mean, he was an all-pro. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of him because he's got the biggest chip on his shoulders against the Eagles. Dude, he hates the Eagles. The Eagles drafted <laughs> him. They didn't give him a chance. They let him go. And if you look at when he when we play the Eagles, he dude, he always makes a play. Like, yeah. he's just, it's one of those. And I, lo I love that old-school chip on the shoulder against a team. You know how everyone's oh, yeah. like, oh, get over it. Don't worry about it. No, fuck that. Especially... <laughs> Especially if it's the Eagles or the Cowboys. Like if you oh, mad, yeah. 
then play yeah. mad. And I just love, yeah. I, I just love that setting the tone. I love it. I love it when it works out. It didn't work out for uh, for the guy we got from the Giants, but uh, the safety he never he never played very well. He circled those two games on his calendar, but uh, but man, he never he never came through with anything big. No, we and we paid him big, and that was just one of those things. And he was a local guy, right? He was a was he a PG County guy? I think he might have been. He definitely was a Sean Taylor fan. I remember uh, Snyder yeah. gave him a signed a signed Sean Taylor jersey, which is uh, that's all I would take that. Uh, for a, a bonus signing, more than I would take, you know, a hundred grand to sign up or whatever. But yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, because I think he was one of those guys. Even in New York, I think he would wear a twenty-one jersey in yeah, practice. Yeah, he did. Uh, actually, that yeah. was kind of like his big thing um, with, with, with you know relation to Washington. But he gets here, and it's just I don't know. And they kind of I don't know. They were kind of putting him in. He, you know, his whole thing was because they wanted to move him up into like this hybrid linebacker type thing. And he's like, I don't want to do it. But then when yeah. he did it, like he was pretty good. Like, oh, he was really good. Yeah. Good, yeah, good results. But he's like, I just don't want to do it. So I, mean, I know it's, it's again, it's like, why if you are good at something and it's, it's contributing to the team, these people that are, that don't care. I just hate it. Uh, it's for our defense. It's the big nickel uh, the Buffalo nickel that we run uh, that needs somebody to be of that size. Uh, and it just didn't work out. I forget that guy's name. You remember his name? What? Uh, um, Look uh, number 20 right I think he's number yeah. 20 here it's so funny we can't even think of his name <laughs> he wasn't that paid him, good paid him 80 million dollars we have no <laughs> idea what his name is we have no clue oh landing collins collins yeah yeah landing collins, collins. So, <laughs> yeah but by, by the yeah. way what was the defense we played chase young's rookie year like what the hell did we call it whatever it was can we just play that again? We, like, yeah, if we could play that for all 17 games, I would be fine with that. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, because I remember they're like, oh, well, we're kind of modifying a little bit. And and I'm like, well, okay. Like, maybe, yeah. Well, maybe, we went from know. the 3 4 to the 4 3, which put him put him out in the end because obviously we had the stack lineman. But yeah, it, you know, he never reclaimed that, which is why he wasn't on the list we brought up at the beginning of the show here. <laughs> the untradeable people. You know, it's <laughs> funny is I, I, I have a feeling people would be pissed if we traded Chase Young, but it depends on what we got for him. But I, I don't think as many people would be as they were three years ago. Well, okay, so he was the number two overall pick. So first-round guy. Are you getting a first-round pick for him? Not now. I don't think now you would. Holy shit. I mean, I that's unbelievable to me. Like, yeah, because he's he was just so dominant a couple of coming years off, ago. Yeah, coming are off you getting, an injury. Are you getting a two? I I wouldn't well so what would you trade him for what would be what would make you pull the trigger somebody call Atlanta calls you up and says listen we we like we like this guy we got some draft capital what do you want for Chase Young okay before I answer that question let we gotta we got so you're gonna make a trade what if what if this guy becomes that 15 16 17 oh you know seven. he will as soon as we trade him he will become Lawrence Taylor that is already a given. That's why I'm like, I just don't know that any front office would want to have that hanging over their head. Yeah. So I wouldn't trade them for a draft pick. If I do trade them, it's for players. I just could not because the draft is so risky in general. Oh, I, yeah. I and just, we're not great at the draft anyway. No, no. <laughs> so it would have to be for a for a player. I mean, somebody yeah. who's 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 good and shown something like it would have to be the same situation that the other team would go. Yeah, but what if that guy does what we thought he was going to do? You know what I mean? Right. It would have yeah. to be equal risk. Um, yeah. I, I just, dude, I, first off, I would hate it. I would hate that it didn't work out. But um, 
I would do it for a dynamic tight end, man. We haven't had a dynamic tight end since Jordan Reed or uh, uh, you know, Fred Davis was good or Vernon, Vernon Davis. But, man, when we have a, d- a dominant tight end, that just makes everybody better. Cooley, I mean, over there. Yeah, and I don't especially know. in Bienemy's offense. I mean, look look who we had in Kansas City. I mean, yeah. he, he made yeah. tight end, tight end. I mean, that was, you know, that was Mahomes' weapon yeah. um, with Kelsey, so, but. but. Again, I can't believe I'm even saying that because I, I have a number 99 jersey sitting in my closet that I will wear. I'm a I'm actually a big Chase Young fan. I think I think he'll have a decent year. I think he'll have a pretty big year. I, I just I just like him as a person. I just I, I just think he's I, I mean as a weapon, the guy is insane. So I'm actually a fan of his. And so it is kind of weird that I'm like, well, I could trade him for somebody for you know, a decent tight end. I'm just used to what happens to our football team. Either we get somebody and they're never as good, or we deal them and they become Bar- Brett Favre. I mean, it's there's not an in between with this team. So, yeah, and so that's gonna a lot of that too with the Chase Young thing too. It kind of morphs into this: if what are they gonna do with the fifth year option? They got to pick that up soon. They got to decide. Yeah. And if they don't pick that up, I don't see Chase Young wanting to stay here. I just and that's kind of the new culture of the NFL, right? Like if you drafted me and you don't pick up my option. I'm not I just don't want to stay like I'm going to go I'm going to go somewhere where somebody actually wants me. Yeah. So if you don't, again, if you don't pick up the option and when what if, what if he has 15 sacks this year? Well, what if he has 15 and then you pick up the option? It's like, oh, OK, so I did everything and now you want me. I mean, either way, this thing could go bad. So, yeah. Or, or you get into franchise tag talk. Yeah, well, yeah. that never works out for Not us. For us. So. <laughs> oh boy. Well, watch uh, you out can for see the players around here. They Kirk they, Cousins can buy Minnesota at this, but the whole state, he can just buy it because of all the money he made off of us. He actually so. could have just retired after the two years that we franchise tagged him. Like he could have oh, just said, I'm yeah. done. It was all I mean, guaranteed money. I it mean, was like fifty eight million or something. It was yeah. ginormous. Maybe I mean maybe even more. Yeah, yeah. He, it was insane. So yeah, well that's uh <laughs> Again, the joke's on us. So <laughs> uh, let me get to this. So you brought this up yesterday. I, I know I, I didn't get a chance to watch the junkies. Uh, they they did interview this guy. Uh, and now all over the Internet, I mean, this story is blowing up. So I do want to play uh, what the, these two guys. Now, I'm not a huge fan of these guys, but uh, they're pretty decent. Um, Mike Florio and Chris Sims uh, did a big take on this. Uh, did you see it? Uh, I saw them promoting it. I didn't see it. I, I'm like you. Florio, to me, is just a little too soft to uh, yeah. to watch him every day. So it seems like he's always offended and upset about something. So um, <laughs> I, 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 I'll give you this. I mean, he's built a great network. Like, I mean, I think he's a business guy. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was a smart business dude. Um, he's a lawyer. And so he, he obviously knows what he's doing. I just His takes on everything are just so soft for me. Should we be surprised that there is nothing that seems to be simple about the sale of the Washington Commanders? Now, we have a couple of different tracks. On one track, Josh Harris's bid is being preliminarily evaluated by the NFL. Only minor issues have been observed, although one of them is they haven't quite figured out where all the money's coming from. That would seem to be more than minor, but it's a non-binding bid. It's a non-exclusive offer where Daniel Snyder still could choose someone else huh. someone who would have a better deal than the 6.05 billion it's not done yet it's not even remotely close to being done and chris we've talked about josh harris he's got magic johnson involved mitchell rails who helped get the dollars to where they needed to be this brian davis angle that kind of popped up over the weekend right. and i personally <laughs> do not believe based on anything i've heard he did a long interview yesterday with the sports junkies on 106.7 the fan in dc 
I do not believe that he has the money to buy 30% at $7 billion himself. Because those are league rules. There are very specific requirements to buy a team. The lead owner, the primary owner, Chris, has to have 30%, has to be able to write the check, transfer the funds for 30%. You can't borrow for it. You've got to have it. Right. Then you've got to have money on top of that to run the team. Yeah. You can't borrow more than $1.1 billion for the whole thing from a bank. You can have up to 25, I think it is, investors who own pieces of the team. You cobble together 100% that way. It's not like something like, you know, and, and think about it, and this is where I'm going with this. The NFL places these requirements on the transfer of equity in a team. I'm starting to think, because the guy's not, he's not going to be able to buy the team. That's my opinion. Yeah. I haven't seen all the facts, but listening to that interview, I don't think the guy's got the $2.1 billion where he could buy the team and be the primary owner. So something else is going on. Yeah. So either this is a PR grab, which if so, bravo, we're now aware of Brian Davis who played for Duke and played for the Minnesota Timberwolves and regardless. But my theory is this, and it's more speculation than anything. I wonder whether somebody wants to fight the NFL's rules on equity transfer, franchise purchase, because you could make the argument it's an antitrust violation for the NFL to say to owners – you can only transfer your team under these specific conditions. You just can't sell to whoever you want to sell for however much money they would want to pay you in whatever structure of a deal they want to do. I can't help but wonder whether or not that's where this one is going, that they're going to challenge at some point the NFL's rules for buying and selling teams. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's interesting that you bring that up. You know, I would think you know, there's, there's a, a reason the owners have done this or set this up and not necessarily – monetarily here i think it's just like safety insurance whatever you know the fact of like yeah we don't you know we don't want to just like oh yeah 30 25 guys got together we don't know where the money's coming from or whatever and everything goes bad or something happens to the organization and you know now they gotta sell and it's like oh my gosh it's a crap show here as far as you know the money and where it gets dispersed I i'm sure that's why that's there but it's interesting that you think this could be challenged Look, look at it this way. My yeah. business, PFT, people think NBC owns it. They don't. I own 100% of the equity. I can sell it to whoever I want. Now, I've got restrictions in my contract with NBC. But conceptually, if you own a business, you should be able to sell it to whoever you want. It is an antitrust violation for 32 independent businesses to come together. It's arguably. I'm not saying it is. Yeah. But I can see the pathway into a courtroom. They're violating the antitrust laws by putting these restrictions in place. And maybe this is all the beginning stages of a test case to file a lawsuit against the NFL to blow up these rules. And then that opens the door for anybody, corporations, Saudi Arabia, anybody to come in and buy these teams. Anyway, something to keep an eye on because it all seems too weird with Brian Dave. He brings up a couple of good points uh, in that in that interview. Uh, but number one, I, did, I wish I would have went back and listened to this because the, the things all over Twitter are, he said, white people money. That is literally, that's a new T-shirt somewhere that somebody's wearing. I got white people money. Uh, so I guess everyone is writing him off as a joke. It looks like on Twitter that uh, the junkies are taking heat for even having the guy on. But, I mean, how do you know that he's that crazy until you talk to him? First off, the junkies did the right thing because I got to tell you, I have seen more reaction on that interview just from oh. yesterday than mm -hmm. any other interview anyone's done about Washington in the last year. And that includes the rebrand, by the way. So it was awesome. I woke up from freaking the Gulf Coast of Florida to listen to it. 
And because and, and this guy is total gold. Um, <laughs> I think I do think he's a fraud. I mean, I don't think he has the money. He kind of went through this formula of how he's saying he has 50 billion. And he's saying the NFL does the same formula. So it's like, OK, well, you don't have the money. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, he goes like you said, he goes off on that tangent and he's like, listen, I have white people money. And the junkies start laughing at him. And they're like, Are you being serious? And he goes, yeah, white people money. Jewish people, uh, Italian he goes, people. <laughs> he goes on and on. He's like white people money, and everyone's kind of looking like you could just feel it in the room, you know, that everyone's like, "This is oh crazy that you're even saying that." But right. leave it to leave it to this franchise, like to what um, uh, what's his name just said, uh, to to be like the catalyst of some major lawsuit coming <laughs> oh against God. the NFL. Leave it to Washington <laughs> to be the one to kick <laughs> off this this it, this ten year battle with the NFL. So that corporations could buy the t buy teams or foreign money could buy teams. Like, yeah. wouldn't that just be so fitting that like oh. we kick <laughs> it's almost working into a perfect storm? Yeah. So I, yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's insane to even think about. It. But you know why they don't do that? Because you don't want a, a team from Saudi Arabia owning an American football. It just seems weird. Or I mean, corporations would probably be okay. I guess if I had to think about it. But they, it's a it, you know. The NFL is a boys' club. It has always been a boys' club, uh, and it'll always be a boys' club. And and not not saying that women can't get in. It's just that they like the the you know the, the good old boys talking about this and that. And and you're a billionaire. Come on into our little club. So um, yeah, it is. But you're right. Washington would be the team that would come in and throw a grenade into something, and then walk away and be like, "Wait for this." Uh, yeah, so, I thought listen. it was weird too because Davis said he put in his seven billion dollar bid before the Harris Group did, but then Snyder signs the non-exclusive agreement with Harris. Well, knowing Snyder, right? Like, I mean, he, he's not he, turning down a billion dollars if he doesn't think this guy's not a clown, right? And so I think Snyder <laughs> looks at it and goes, "Dude, there's no way we're going to get an approval vote from you. Like, there's just no <laughs> yeah. way." Like, I'm he's sorry. like, "You think I'm bad? You're worse, <laughs> dude. Jesus." Yeah. We found the guy to out Snyder Snyder. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Again, that would happen to this friend. I'm telling you, man, I hope it is this other guy because it, it, this clown is exactly what would happen to us. We would go from Snyder to this guy, and it would just be just ridiculous. Well, Brian Davis, too, in the interview, he accuses the Harris group of wanting to move the team out of the area. Now, I don't know what the area means. Is that is well? That like I think they talk D.C. They want to move to D.C., which we're all fine. I mean, I, dude, I would die for it. It was in D.C. It'd be great. Well, no, so Harris said, I want to keep him in PG County and that, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Davis did, but he goes, the other group, he goes, they don't even want them in the area. Like I kind of took that to mean like maybe move to another state. Well, but I also think yeah. Davis is just, again, he's just trying to fire. It's like what Florio said. I think this is going to go down is now we know who Brian Davis is and you know, he's trying to build. My thought was listening to him was like, are you trying to build like a sports network? And this is, yeah. you know what I and mean? This is and the it, catalyst for all that. Yeah. Are you sort of like the, are you trying to do the Portnoy thing where you just make a bunch of noise and you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. listening to him and I'm going, Hmm. Yeah. Ah, I see maybe <laughs> what you're doing. I mean, yeah. it, it, I don't know because I don't think he's got the billions and billions of dollars. He's, he's a bunch of NFL players said that, you know, they sued him. Um, oh, and, really? I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, uh, Sean Merriman said that the guy owed him three million, and he sued him, and then the courts made Davis pay Merriman four million. And he's, just, <laughs> he's like talking about like, dude, this guy's a total clown. There's no way he's got billions of dollars. So, um, oh wow, yeah, dude. It, it, but I will say this, and I think I tweeted this out last night. It was like 
this guy has made this process so interesting because for a few days it's been focusing on this and and the fact that he's got white people money his quote <laughs> not mine oh, yeah. and i'm like that's a lot more fun because if we didn't have davis right now we'd be going man what's taking so long like why didn't we get this oh, yeah. guy it's, you know it's been a good distraction but yeah 100%. yeah and i think I think the move out of the area is him knowing that they're going to take it to D.C., but saying something that seems like it could be crazy. So he just throws a bunch of gas on there and tries to muddy the waters up to figure out, you know, maybe they'll throw me this bone. But I, I can't see that happening. And I'm not crazy, right? Like, don't, I mean, don't they belong in D.C.? Like, we haven't we oh. haven't moved on from that, have we? No, I, I would love I would love to be in D.C. And I know it's, you know, some of the. You know, I don't think the old RFK property, you know, and they tore down the stadium, but I don't think that, I mean, who knows if they can go back there, but I definitely think it should be in D.C. Yeah, um, me too. And, and, and you know, it, it, sometimes like I'll watch like Monday night or Sunday night football, like whenever we're on, um, which seems to be less and less as the years go on. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't blame the networks, by the way. But, you know, just hearing them say, you know, live from the nation's capital, I'm like, bullshit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> not there. Yeah. You know, All of the transitions are like the state capital and the uh, the big the buildings in Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you got to get on a train like, to get there from no. this stadium, <laughs> guys. We're in Raljon, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're over. We're over uh, in in Lando. Not even really Landover at this point. We're in so, Merlin. Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. Well, who knows? I mean, it's definitely you're right, man. It takes your eye off of uh, the actual longevity of of getting Snyder out, which everybody wants, and uh, and sort of at least gives us something to talk about. But I tell you, the junkies hit a gold mine. And, and by the way, when Mark and I talk about gold mine, it just means somebody was so insane that you love having them on because it's just going to put a lot of eyeballs and ears where <laughs> wherever it is. I would love to get them on. I mean, because oh. the, here's the thing: listening to him talk. He believes this shit like it's right. he, he believes he's a billionaire like it's he <laughs> is really like, you know, and I'm listening to this guy. I mean, I mean, you honestly couldn't turn it off. And with this team, it has been I mean, it, well, God, with this team, you just want to turn shit off. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, not again, you know, but yeah, <laughs> couldn't turn it off, man. I thought I honestly I thought they did a great job and I did see the heat like, you know, why are you even giving this guy press? And why did I'm like, that, that that's their business. That's what they do. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, um, they're paid to uh, to do what they're doing, which, by the way, has probably been millions of dollars worth of uh, free advertising for their show and for their stations and all that jazz. So, oh, yeah. The earned media that they've been getting. I mean, I, I was every every outlet on Twitter loosely associated with the NFL has put out quotes uh, from them, from the interview uh, or, or tagged links. And, yeah. you know, and then I, I was watching something last night. I think it was NFL Network. Maybe it was ESPN. They referenced the interview. I'm like, you know, it's just. That's good business, you know. You 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 create some fun about a big topic, and um, that's the business. I mean, I just that's great. Yeah, yeah. In our business, that's called a home run. <laughs> they they have hit a home yeah. run. Yeah. Uh, we're just a few uh short days away here from the draft. Uh, there's a lot of predictions. Everybody's got their draft uh first, second, third, fifth uh, uh versions of what's going on. What do you think? Here's the question I have: What do you think we sh- we're going to do, and what do you think we should do? Or what would you do uh, with that number one pick? Yeah, so I think that that's in line. The same thing, trade down. I think I think we're going to trade down and stockpile. Um, you know, either either you know whoever is thirsty enough to come up, either second round pick or a high third, because um, you know I, I, this draft is really deep in linemen and cornerbacks, two of our big needs. Like I think you could get the guy you want at twenty three, twenty four. I really do. Um, so that's kind of my gut trade down. 
But man, don't you just have to believe that it's offensive lineman or cornerback? It would be, I mean, it would be crazy if it wasn't one of this. Maybe tight end. I mean, I think we just really needed to. I thought we were going to trade for either Dallas or uh, Dallas Goddard or uh, whoever the other t- free agent tight end was. Um, uh, the guy from Dallas. I hate to get it. Yeah, I hate to get out of the Dallas Cowboys, but that dude, I hate that dude, but he's good. He's pretty decent. He's uh, good. Dalton Schultz. Is that who that was? Right. And I think, didn't he take less money to leave? I think I read that he took the Cowboys offered him something and he was like, nope. And then somebody else <laughs> offered him something. He's like, yep, I think it was less money. Yeah, maybe that was a, a, a parting shot at what they're doing down there. But uh, I don't know. I, it has to be. And you're right. Linemen are pretty deep here in cornerbacks. Although the cornerback that everybody kept putting us with his uh, what's his name's kid, that seemed like it would be fun. But however many times does you know, the son work out as good as the dad, it never happens that way. Porter so. Jr. Yeah. I also yeah. like the kid from Maryland. Um cornerback uh, uh there's a there's there's several out there i mean there there's yeah. there really are like several out there i read something that um three could go in the top 10 um i would imagine that's never been done before um but that's the kind of quality they think that you know are in the draft but yeah. i you know what i don't want to do is take a quarterback um i, I just everyone I don't know. yeah everyone you says know. you gotta get a quarterback and listen you do have to have a quarterback in the national football league or you just can't win games but Again, I am I'm for, for right now sold on I'm going to go on record here on April 20th and tell you that uh, maybe it's good that it's 4:20 uh that I am sold on Sam Howell. Uh I think Howell is going to surprise a lot of people. That dude can move better than people think. I think here's my uh, assessment of Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell has everything that Taylor Heineke had except he's a little taller and his arm is 10 times better and I I just think that's going to be perfect for for what they're trying to do. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing, the X factor with Heineke was the heart, right? Like, if you could put the heart of Heineke in every quarterback, dude, it would be just unbelievable. Like, that guy yeah. was just, I mean, he would he would truly walk off the field and look, like, battered and bruised. I mean, he just, he literally just didn't quit. And yeah. so, yeah, so if he can, if Hal can do that and have that heart, and then those other things we talk about, you know, the lack of, you know, the noodle arm and the height and everything like that, well, yeah, I think I think you win two or three more games. And so, oh, yeah. you know, that puts you in a different spot. I'm with you. Like, let's see what we got with how if it gets to the point where it's not going to work. OK, well, we know then we know what we have to do for the next year. It's going exactly. to have to be to draft a first round quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just too bad that the last time we did that happened to be one called RG3, who we gave literally like 600 picks for uh, and turned out to be great for a little while. and then go to hell like everything else with this all right well where's your where's your head right now on you know i saw this morning the niners say they're taking calls right now for trey lance who they gave a buttload of picks for to go get and that hasn't worked out but they said they're taking calls for lance because purdy's going to be their guy a little dangerous because because his elbow got decapitated i mean Uh, that was a like a tommy john yeah that wasn't like i sprained my that was like i lost ligaments and like i I don't know if that guy's ever coming back the way he was well they they seem convinced that he is and they want picks Mm. for lance so what what would would you give up lance Lance already has been hurt so here's what i do with this franchise I, i have to look at somebody Anytime anybody comes to this football team, they get hurt. They're always hurt. We have the most hurt team in the NFL for like 30 years running. I don't know if it's our staff, if it's the field, if it's the area, if it's the the air. It doesn't matter. We have guys, and we don't just get guys named like Billy Hurt. Like we get Chase Young <laughs> out for the season. Uh, Trey, you know, whoever our number one picks are are always hurt. So 
if anybody has a history of being hurt, I instantly say no. And I just can't. I can't. Lance has already been hurt a little bit. What did he break his leg or something? I, man, there's no possible. We'll have another Thiesman laying out on the 40 yard line two games into the season. I mean, dude, our quarterback, what, two years ago, six, six plays in, he's out for the season. Like, it just happens with us. So you have to be a tank for me. You have to be. I would rather have a five-year veteran that has never missed a game in high school, college, and professional football. And I don't even know that he would make it through 16 games, 17 games with us. But yeah, that you know, could that, just be me. That was a th- no, but that was the other thing, the X factor. Nobody talked about that about Heineke. I mean, dude, Heineke didn't get hurt. That dude no. just, he just doesn't get hurt. Yeah, well, you know, the knock on him was he was hurt a lot, and then I think he started lifting, and, you know, he might have been nicked up a few times, but he stayed in there, but he he gave you 18 games. He did. That one season, I think he missed one game. It was the COVID game. We played Philly, and I think he was out, our backup quarterback. We had to sign that guy. Josh. uh, Johnny Appleseed. I don't know where the hell he was from. (laughs) That guy that was played for every NFL team like twice. Josh, what the hell? Josh Johnson, I think. No, that was Gruden. That was I was talking about the guy um, in the COVID year who when oh, we, yeah, we who um, he played for Dallas, uh, backup for Dallas. And then he went to the XFL. Um, I don't know whatever his name is. He came in, almost won the game, just wasn't good enough. Not his fault. I mean, he's you know he got called up and he was you know driving a taxi yeah. or something. But um, <laughs> I mean, poor dude. But um, but yeah, man, Heineke was never like like he didn't miss games, and that was the knock on him when we when we signed him. They're like, oh, he gets yeah. hurt a lot, you know, never got hurt. Like you said, he probably started taking shit a little more serious, um, yeah, you know, in his career and everything. But so again, that's going to be a thing with Sam Howell. But you know, dude, if we're four games in and Jacoby Brissett's got to come in or something, it's just going to be obvious that it's time to take or a huge free agent signing. I mean, maybe you do have to go and get the the Lamar kind of thing or something like that or whatever, but. You know, I thought it was interesting with, with, with them saying Lance is available because um, I thought to myself, well, how much does Baltimore believe that they're really going to get Lamar, get a deal done? Like, will Lamar even just play there? He's already he's already posted the goodbye tweets. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> like it, it seems like it's over, right? It would be kind of weird for him to be like, ah, just kidding. I'll show up, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just thought about the Lance thing. Like, does that make Lamar even more available if the Ravens were to go all, all in on Lance and say, okay, well now we'll trade Lamar. Cause we got a guy we, you know, right now they got really, really got nothing. Yeah. But what are you willing to give up for Lamar Jackson? Oh God, dude. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, so man, it's really hard, but you're looking at least three number one draft picks for, for Lamar Jackson. That no, I'm guy, not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing three number ones. That, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's minimum. I probably three number ones and a number two and probably like a number five at some point. No playoff wins, right? No playoff wins. Isn't that true? Yeah, but this guy is was on the cover of Madden. You know, he's an NFL oh, MVP shit. talk. <laughs> I mean, down to that, boy. <laughs> I mean, he might, I think he he's got a play, a he, he has a <laughs> He has a playoff win. I think he has a playoff win, doesn't he? Well, we should look he, that up. We need a producer he, here. <laughs> if, he, if he does, it's against a shitty team because I don't remember yeah. it. But uh, no, I don't know, man, because... I thought that was the knock. No play. Yeah, he's got to have a playoff win. I, I'm yeah. sure he does. I'm sure. Listen, comment. I'm sure people are blowing the comments up if you're watching this uh, now. If not, uh, just put in the comments. I'm sure idiot, we should so probably look idiot. it up. <laughs> but you, but you know what? Idiot. That's the point of this show. We don't. We just talk about it. We. I mean, we'll look at it. I'll look into hiring a producer that knows what the hell he's talking about. Uh, but no, I, I think he. Man, it's just hard now. 
20 years ago, 15 years, this 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 franchise would give up number one to uh, to a guy, for a hitchhiker. So we used to throw number ones out like they were garbage. Um, <laughs> we didn't care but, about them. No, but now I think we've all saw that that didn't work, and we went completely the other way where we don't do, we just shop, shop at the bargain, the bargain discount store. So, all right, bro, you're, are you ready? Yeah. All right, I, I, I am the producer that you just hired. Um, <laughs> just found the info. A one in three career playoff record. Four, oh, fuck. You can forget, you can forget this uh, three number ones. So he's, <laughs> he's one in three in the playoffs. He's got four touchdowns and seven turnovers. Oh, his, his that hurts. rating in the playoffs is 68.3, which is 28.4 points lower than his regular season average. Well, so he becomes Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> he just melts in the spotlight. Bro. I don't know, but it's Lamar, though, dude. I don't know. People love Lamar, man. And everybody at the Ravens, boy, he's a Raven, right? They don't I, ever miss down there. I like, I do like Lamar. I do, I do like Lamar. I really do. I like him a lot. But those stats are horrible. Um, but but <laughs> are who has he ever really had as a weapon? Oh, that's the thing, dude. He has no wider. I don't think there's he been a wide had, receiver since Torrey Smith, and he wasn't playing then. So, what, Was Steve Smith there when he was there? I don't think so. That no, would, no, that no. Wasn't he has never had a good wide receiver. In fact, well, they just picked up Odell, so this could be the year. Yeah, they picked up Odell, but man, Odell at fifteen million dollars, and he's seventy years old. I and don't he's know. Knee replaced. I mean, I don't think that. He's I don't two think ACLs. I think. I think he's had yeah. two ACLs in his career. Um, because yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Uh, well, he, he has had the tight end. He's had a good tight end, but that's not enough. Um, no. just to have a tight end. But, he's at a running game, but he is a running game. He so is part to of the be, running game. To be fair, he he's had a great but field goal kicker. Look, <laughs> he's had a great. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but he listen. What did we do when we had RG three? Now, that's not saying this new this new staff would do what uh, what Shanahan those guys did. But but I mean, if we had a dynamic quarterback that you couldn't guard, that would open up Samuels and McLaurin and Dotson. I mean, there's something to be said for that. I agree. So it's like, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, he runs too much. I was like, I don't think he has a choice most of the time. Just doesn't have yeah. a lot of guys. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, if you've got if you've got Samuels and you got, you know, Jahan Dotson, obviously Terry, you know, it's going to open up some things. If we get a tight end, like you said, um, you know, and then you still you still got, you know, you got Gibson, you got who can who's pretty good out of the uh, out of the backfield, catching, receiving out of the backfield. Uh, so you've got you got more than he's let's put it like this washington has more than he's ever oh, had he'd be he's st- and brian robinson you forgot him and yeah i forgot got, that uh, guy yeah yeah so yeah i, no, think, I, I think, think uh gibson could be an interesting trade discussion oh i'd, I'd trade gibson in two seconds but i think he's i think gibson is a poor man's marshall fall i mean that dude is actually really good and he's he's gonna, he didn't really fumble last year as much as he did the, the years previous so uh, you know he's not bad. He he is interesting in trade. If somebody knew what they were doing, and they got and they got Antonio Gibson, they'd be getting a good football player. He's mostly a a, a, run, a receiver in college. I mean, he he really caught the ball, right? That was what he yeah. what he did. And so they tried to you know kind of make them this hybrid thing. And then he then then he became just like a between the tackles pounded guy. And I thought that was yeah. a little weird. And then Robinson came, and he was supposed to be that guy. So yeah, it's just kind of it's interesting to see how they're going to use him. Um, but. You know, it, God, Lamar Jackson. I can't do three number ones, man. I, I, I just can't. I can't. Well, do well that. so what? You put your GM hat on. What are you doing? What are you doing for him? All right. So we talked about this a little bit before because there's there's this big question about Chase Young, and they're not sure. 
apparently they're not sure. I, my opinion is Rivera's never been sold on him after the rookie year. That's just the body language when he talks about him. There is not that level of excitement from Ron Rivera when he talks about Allen or Payne or even Sweat. There's some excitement there, right? And Rivera's a defensive guy. But when it gets to Chase, Chase Young, it gets a little bit murky. It's a lot of, <laughs> well, we're going to see how the rehab goes. We're going to talk to the doctors. We're, You know, we just got to get Chase excited about playing. Fo- ah, I don't like oh, any of that. that but- boy, that one, boy. When you, uh, that's, a, that's a major, major win. You got to get excited to play football again. Uh, well, he doesn't want to test it, and he's worried about. Come oh, and uh, see; those were all. I was like last year. I was like, "What are we doing with this guy? Are you kidding me?" Missing the OTAs right after he got, you know, he gets Defensive Rookie of the Year. I just think Ron Rivera, dude, never got over that. I just think he. I think he's one of those old school guys too, which I like that that about him. You know, I think he's one of these guys. It's like one of your core values has to be that you're a member of the team. And, you know, he was out doing uh, Chase Young said he had, you know, events and scheduling conflicts and stuff. And I just don't think Rivera ever got over that. So I bring up Chase Young because Chase Young, Lamar Jackson, I mean, Baltimore, you know, what what have they classically been known for their defense Defense and definitely defensive linemen? Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not now that doesn't mean it'd be a straight up deal. And the Ravens wouldn't do that deal. And nor should they. But that takes a little pressure off of draft picks. So. Chase Young and a one? I don't know, man. I mean Young and a one. It even rhymes. That might be a good that might be a good campaign call. You campaign. One and a young. <laughs> young and a one. Young and a one. Uh, uh this year's one? I don't even give a shit. Let them call it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they would want. Because what are they gonna do with that one? Probably go get a quarterback. So yeah, they're not gonna get one where we're sitting in one. I don't think they would I don't think they would do that. I think you need more. I think more? you need more, more artillery. Okay, I think you need right, a hold one. Hold on, let me, let me. So, so you're saying Baltimore's hung the phone up on me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have. They say, you know, we got a bad connection here. Oh, I'll call you right back. Hold on a second. <laughs> let me, let me get, let me get out to outside where the connect. All right, so, so, all right, so we just talked about something. We just talked about Gibson and does he really fit? Do we really need him? Young, a one, and Gibson. Ooh, and for the Ravens, that's they. At that point, they would be dumb to tell you if they. I mean, if Chase Young even gets to seventy percent of what he was, and Antonio, we know, is a solid football player, and in that system, they, I don't think they've ever had a running back that can catch very well. I mean, they they've had a few good running backs. I mean, Dobson, you know, decent, and of course, before that, I mean, you had uh, uh, whatever that uh, that other guy was, but they've never really had a receiving threat like a like that type of slashing runner in that offense. Or I I would or, do that if I were the Ravens. Or my play sort of my thought on the Ravens was this. We'll use Gibson to jump up into Gibson and the one to jump up into the top 10. So you find a team sitting at seven or eight and you say, listen, you know, you're not drafting quarterback. You've already got, you know, whoever you got. We'll give you Gibson and let's just flop once. And then you would go do quarterback in the future. They would get their quarterback of the future and Chase Young. So, you know, they've kind of like, hey, we got a stud of the future on defense, and then we got our stud of the future at quarterback. And and that's that's what teams are trying. Like, that's the marketing point, right? Like that's and that's what the Ravens need right now. Cause I tell you, if Lamar Jackson like sits out and he doesn't want to play or whatever, I mean, dude, who are the Ravens fans showing up to watch? Tyler Huntley? Well, he did pretty good last he's year, okay. but I think he ended up getting hurt. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's okay. I just I well, don't know. Jackson to me, and here's the problem for me. He he gives me off the Chase Young RG3 vibes, which he didn't play in the playoffs and could have 
and his his teammates were begging him, dude, if you come back, just you know. And he said he was hurt, so I can't really get on him because I would never want somebody to play hurt. I don't think he, if I'm being honest, I don't think he was hurt. I think he could play. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured, and he definitely wasn't injured. So in a playoff, I'm just old school. You play if you can play. Uh, and Lamar Jackson at 80% is better than 60% of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, dude, I mean, I don't think they could ever get over that. I think the Ravens, I think, uh, I, I think a lot of them, I, I know the players, I'm telling you, that one player went online and blasted him. So the players were pissed. And I think John Harbaugh was pissed, but he didn't at least say that. But, yeah, no, it, you know, his production has gone down every year since 2019, where he was out of control at 36 touchdowns. But then in 2020, he has 26. In 2021, he has 16. And last year, he has Is that 17. total or is that passing? I uh, believe that's passing. Because we have not had a quarterback pass the mm. 20 touchdown mark in about 15 years. Can you well, believe that, that? Yeah. I don't, you know, that's a good question because it's not splitting it up for me. But, you know, it's just, I, I, I and he's never been, he's never been a guy to throw a lot of picks. Um, that year he had 36 touchdowns, only threw six interceptions. I mean, he would be the best quarterback that we've ever had, probably. Well, yeah. And so, it's uh, tough. Yeah, yeah, but okay. So <laughs> we're back to this, like dog chasing the tail. So obviously, he did that. You wouldn't need Sam Howell anymore. Like you just, you know, I mean, unless the spin is he's going to learn behind Lamar. But then in three years, you're probably going to let Sam Howell go because you would get you're going to give Lamar at least three years because that's how much money you know you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. So, and what if Sam Howell goes somewhere and does the the kind of Sam Howell things we think he can do here, but we don't have to pay him? I mean, Lamar wants forty million a year or fifty million a year or something like that, like. I just kind of like the position we're in because I think expectations next year, at least for me, and I think maybe for you, I, I'm excited, but I, I have zero expectations. I, oh, I really yeah, do. Yeah. I call I just, it tempered excitement. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm tempered about it. I, I'm just like new ownership. If that happens, it looks like it will eventually. Like So that'll be exciting. But man, if we could be that team, if we could be that anomaly where you've got a second year, fifth rounder starting and he's good and you don't have to extend him for two or three more years and you can bring in talent around him. Oh shit. I think you got to ride that. I think you got to ride that at least this whole year and see if he can be that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, even if he's, I don't know, even if he's just a little bit better than Heineke with a good defense, a young defense like we have, that might be enough. Oh, I definitely think he's as good. I, mean, I think he's better than Heineke. I think he just has more tangibles. I think he's got, you know, the Heineke heart. That's tough to that's tough to call for whatever reason. You just don't know somebody's heart until they get it. I think he's a baller, but I guarantee his arm strength is a hundred times better, and his deep ball is insane. Uh, and he can run. He's going to surprise some people next year. That dude can run. Now, one of the touchdowns he scored, he he like. He faked somebody out in that Dallas yeah. game. Remember? I mean, he put a move on somebody. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? He did that shit so, preseason, too. Uh, I think yeah. maybe against uh, Carolina. Um, he, he did the same thing. So, yeah, he's got that. The other thing, too, about Sam Howell, because I think this is the big question that nobody really talked about. When you're a fifth rounder and you're a rookie, like the first question you have to answer is, is the game too big for you? Right? Right. Dude, that Dallas game, that game was not too big for him. No. Uh, and he was playing a Dallas team. That that needed to win. Well, they weren't sure because the Eagles were playing at the same time. So, but they, yeah, they, they needed to win in their mind because if the Eagles had lost, they they were going to win the division. Right. So they were they were playing to absolutely win. We, oh yeah, dude. I 
our defense, I knew like three guys playing. Like yeah. most of the fucking guys that started that game are like painting houses now. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just no. saying like they're yeah, just we, not doing yeah. what they were doing because I didn't know half of those fuckers seriously. And it's crazy how great we played that game. But Sam Howe, dude, that was what I was worried about. I'm like, but then I was like, good, let's just see it this year so we know. Like, he's going to go out. He's going to throw four picks. He's going to get sacked. I mean, you know, whatever. Dude, the game was not too big for him. No. I mean, his first throw was a dart to McLaurin for a touchdown. I mean, and he hit him dead in stride across the middle, which is actually a tough throw. I mean, it it was a timing, and he had thrown McLaurin like four times in in the previous, you know, because he he never got any first-team reps. And he didn't know he was going to be starting that game until middle of the week, I think. And I think Rivera told him on Tuesday, or maybe Wednesday that because they were going to start Heineke in that game. I think Heineke told him to get lost, but I don't, I don't really know what that the for fuck a fact. What the fuck is up with Rivera? Um, telling people like, like I, I just saw an interview with Heineke and in the playoffs, when we played Tampa, when we yeah. were the COVID year, yeah. he said it was the day before that Rivera goes and was like, look, Alex is just, he can't do it. He's tried, but he can't. So you're going. Right. Heineke was like, you fucking serious? Like, I gotta play Tom Brady tomorrow? He's like, yeah, it's just, uh, Alex just can't put a lot of weight on it. He's like, you didn't know about this, like, even yesterday? Like, yeah, or six months ago? I mean, just crazy to me. Like, it's, it's, yeah. And yeah, so I remember that. I remember that scenario you were saying. They went to Heineke, like, yo, you're the starter. And he's like, fucking pound sand, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not playing for anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think and he and I love Heineke and I was the biggest advocate for Heineke because I knew he was a baller. But if I'm being 100 percent honest, I think halfway through the year, you know, I kept yelling at the TV to almost the point where I got kicked out of my neighborhood here because I'm sure my <laughs> my my my, uh, my apartment mates were not excited. But he stopped running a little bit and he, he I think he started to protect himself thinking he was not going to be there I, I obviously I will never know that and he will never admit it but if you go back and watch those games the last seven or eight games old Heineke was not running and not and people were like what because I think even at one time the press corps was like hey man what, what's going on it's like yeah well, you know we're you know I'm looking for people downfield and I was like ah, I'm getting a vibe of I'm not trying to get hurt before I get in a free agency so that kind of pissed me off yeah I don't know I don't know if I can buy into that I kind of felt like the Scott Turner had had tried to mess with his game a little bit because I remember watching Rivera at a press conference and he's like, you know, we're telling Taylor, like, not, you know, not every play is the last play of the game. You don't have to play every game like the last play of the game. But fuck, you know what he's good at? Approaching every play like it's the last play of the game. Yeah, like, you know why he came onto the scene? Because he played like right. that during that Tampa game. <laughs> every play. I mean, it could be the first play of the first quarter. And, dude, that guy's got fucking crazy in his eyes. I mean, he just looks yeah. crazy. Like, he's about to do crazy shit. And <laughs> that's why I loved him. To be honest with you, I haven't seen a quarterback for us care that much. I mean, care that much. I will um, say that, yeah. I, I he definitely cared. I, I knew the arm thing. I get it. I get it. I mean, you're not going to change that, uh, you know, but man, I just was like, he cared so much. I fucking loved it when they brought Wentz back. And and to me, that was like, I would have fired Ron Rivera that day um, that he's like, nah, Wentz is back. We're going to get, I think, I think Heineke was five and two or five. One yeah, and one but or Heineke had two bad games in a row. We didn't score a touchdown. I mean, it was. I mean, I can see where he's probably like, dude, I mean, I, I listen, Carson Wentz is a mule, but I mean, Heineke at that point had kind of plateaued out and you're 
looking for a spark. I can almost see why he why he did that. Actually, well, he must have forgot to watch a Chicago game tape of, uh, <laughs> or any last game. game because <laughs> I gotta tell you, you're looking for a spark. You crawling down the wrong hole. But <laughs> it was raining outside when that spark was, was supposed to be coming. Fucking hurricane. Yeah. But that was that was actually I think where the fan base started to go. Well, wouldn't this be the time for how? Like like if you just can't. That's put, what I wanted. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that to me would have been a lot more. I, I could have swallowed that pill a lot better, you know. Yeah, I think um, everybody could have. Right, uh, because but, so, and here's what Rivera did. Like, and I didn't think this was very smart because you bring Wentz in for that game. He was aw- he was worse than you could have imagined. Worse. Than they you start thought. chanting Heineke. The crowd does, and I remember Rivera in the post game. He said he was pissed. He was disappointed to hear the crowd doing that. I'm like. What? No, then you don't know your audience, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, shit, I was screaming a lot worse at my house. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, was not, I was screaming, but it wasn't uh, anybody's name. Uh, no, uh, not at all. Yeah, no. no. He, he he is unaware then because, uh, I, you know, I would I wanted him to see. Like, here's, so here's the thing. If you take and you go with Hal there, you lose your job if Hal doesn't do what, what he does. Because you've then you've skipped Heineke as a proven winner pr- pretty much at that point, at least – I think he's he's uh, 500 in all of his games. which is better than any quarterback that we've had. Even in Kirk Cousins, I think is only uh, 50 he, 50. But he's the most winning quarterback in like 20 years, <laughs> which is insane. And we just let him fucking walk to Atlanta. We didn't even insane. really make him a serious offer. I know, I know. But this is a new offense. His you know his thing is he knew Scott Turner's. But so I can kind of see that. But if you go to Hal there and Hal lays an egg, you're done. You definitely are fired. If you go back to Wentz, people can be like, well. I mean, you did pay $27 million for this moron, and, of course, that didn't work out. If you go with Heineke, you're, that's probably the safe play, but okay. I don't know. And you're right. But knowing what we know now, and I know Rivera didn't have that luxury then, right? Knowing what we know now, had you started how for the rest of the year, we probably make the playoffs. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, and, 100%. And so if I'm Rivera, and it's so funny, they call him Riverboat Ron, but some of these decisions are like – I'm cashing out before 10 p.m. and going to my fucking hotel room, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, there's a... nothing riverboat about it. I'm like, you no. went back to Wentz because it was safe and you could justify it with the $27, $20 million salary. I get it. But man, if you put Hal in there and, and he just totally shits in bed, you're done. You know, you're gone and it's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's made his money. But man, knowing what we know now, I think we would have made the playoffs because we would have had to have what beat the Giants twice. And yeah. I think that was it. We obviously had already beaten the Cowboys. Or- and here's the thing. We, other players were playing with confidence. Now, obviously, they had it in Heineke, but we were just on that little bit of a roll where I don't think Sam Howe would have tipped the boat. I think he would have he would have been consistent with everything that was going on there, and then he would have worked a couple of games into being what he can be. I, I mean, again, I'm the classic, always start the season very optimistic. I think Sam Howe is going to be – I think he's not only going to be a starter in the NFL. I think he's going to be in the top fifteen. I think he's. I think he is the guy. Uh, but I'm always very optimistic. But you're right. If we would have, if, and the other thing that would have helped us is it would have helped us what we're doing right now. We would instead of one game because you can be a one game hero. We've we've seen a hundred of them. Oh, yeah. uh, we would have been a five game hero and maybe a playoff. You would have had some so much of a better idea of what Sam Howell actually is instead of going to this season being like we're not sure. So yeah, and like you said, man, he did not. He he goes for it on a couple of fourth downs that are like I probably would have gone for it. He is, I, he's nothing. Like, he kicks a lot of field goals when I would want to go for touchdowns. He's not any 
the riverboat thing. And they always say, oh, hey, that's why they call it riverboat. Well, you haven't been here for the last nine games because we haven't had anything riverboat in nine games. No. I, I actually, I, I think he's, I mean, yeah, there's been a couple like that one game, um, which I thought was too riverboat. He's like, I just want to, I want to win or lose or get out of here. Oh, a, with the extra be, point. That was the yeah, dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Thing. The place sucked. Yeah. Everything sucked. I'm like, yeah. and that's the other thing too. It's like, it's like, you're going to take it. You're going to do a, a riverboat, um, like type situation, but then the play isn't fucking riverboat safe. Or at all. Yeah, oh, the I'm up like, the middles, dude. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm not sitting God. there going, so you you make a riverboat scenario, but then you don't do any riverboat. I, it just I don't know the whole yeah. thing, that moniker thing kind of drives me a little bit crazy because I actually think he's a pretty safe guy. I think he's yeah. pretty. I think he's pretty safe. And if there's one thing I liked about Jay Gruden, sometimes Jay Gruden was like, "Oh fuck it." <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> did know? not care. Yeah, there was moments <laughs> where I was like, "Oh fuck it." So um, yeah, that's one thing I I, I did kind of like about it. But I just thought to myself, and I thought about that since the Dallas game. I'm like. But well, what if he had just played the last two weeks? I mean, uh, we this Dallas game may actually have meant nothing for us, like, right? I just, you know, I mean, he beat a team. What was Dallas? I mean, what what was their record? Did they lose what? Dude, two they games? were like thirteen and fourteen and yeah. three, fourteen yeah. and they're fi- thirteen and four. Yeah, they I were mean, good. They had no answer for Sam Howell, which is insane. No. On the game that they that they thought that they might be able they to win to the have. division. Yeah, yeah, they knew. That, and they, they played Parsons. They he played their Everybody. entire first string defense. I mean, they, yeah, they Everybody. were going balls out. I think the last like five minutes they pulled people because I think they got the Eagles score and they yeah. knew at that point the Eagles were going to win the division. They were just going to you know still go into the playoffs. But man, I'm like, how? I mean that 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 seriously was like you played one of the top three, four, five teams in the entire NFL and it did not look too big for him. He he could have beat the Giants both times. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I mean. I think so. I, I just think that, you know, some of the relief is he played a great team that needed a win. And I think that, like, we've answered it's not too big for him. Like, it's not yeah. too big for him. They were coming for him. And so, yeah. and I would not say he looked nervous. I, I mean, I, I just don't think he looked, he just came in and he was, he just played football. I mean, I was, I was really happy to see um, oh, the, way, yeah, dude. the way he handled that. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I know we're, we're kind of talking about it, but I'm telling you, man, I, I think people have forgotten. Let's do this here. Let's, uh, Let's just show you what we're talking about here. This is Sam Howell against the Cowboys when they needed it. And in case, because yeah, there's people have a, a short memory. So let's uh, let's go here. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. He's like, fuck a tie. I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> I mean, because I think people forget like how good he did. First pass. Leno. This NFL stuff is easy. <laughs> oh, shit. Easy now. Look at that. Dude. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. That's a top-ranked defense, too, dude. And they got some they got some thumpers back there. Dallas had some thumpers this year. Yeah. Long this pass? Is, this is the shit I love right here. It, in stride. Yeah, that's the thing. If he's going to miss that pass, he's going to miss it deep, not short for an interception. That's yeah. what I love. That's a big balls pass right there. Watch him never break stride here. Doesn't need to. If he's going to miss that, it's going to miss it deep. No picks. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying, man. It's not too big for him. Look at this run, dude. Yeah, that's Heineke from two years ago. And he gets down. I just, I'm telling you, I think this kid has everything we could ever want. Look at this. He escapes pressure on the run, thrown to his right, which is traditionally or his left, difficult for a quarterback. I think people forgot about this. I, well, it's funny. Now that now that I'm watching it, I'm even more excited. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Look at that. Dotson in stride. I mean, none of these people are on the outside shoulder there where he where he was open. Come on, bro. I, dude, I, I'm dude, telling you. The other thing I love about that game right there is that it was at home. So now, listen, you if you're at that game, you are diehard as fuck. Like, you oh, are yeah. Bleeding burgundy and gold. It's, yeah. I don't know what the weather was like, but I know it was probably cold because it was in January, right? So right. I know it was cold, right? The team is out of the playoffs. Uh, we're done. We we already know, you, you know, you have no quarterback of the future because Carson Wentz is going to be released, you know. Done. Um, everybody's down. I don't think fuck. we had, we didn't have many starters on offense. We did have the wide receivers, but I think we were missing a couple linemen. Uh, yeah, I, we I, were, I think Robinson, they didn't play. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yes, you're right. It was just not. And anyway, so but then you get Dallas coming to town, which which if that game was whoever wins, wins the division would still be a painful day to go as a Washington fan. Like because the <laughs> Dallas people come out. So that crowd was 60, 70 percent Dallas. Right. Oh, yeah. If you're at that game, you are literally going because you are bored as shit and you have nothing else to do. Like, that's right. it. And so, <laughs> or you somebody, got the free tickets. Somebody gave you tickets because <laughs> they don't want to put up with the bullshit, right? And you're like, oh, I've been right. a game in five years. And the fact that he put that show on for those people that went at home, I just think is so cool because, yeah, like those are the people that'll be like, no, I'm going back next year, man. If he's our guy, I'm going back to watch that shit. That's what yeah. I signed up for. So, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man, he gets a few games under his belt of, of figuring out what's going on, man. I just, I'm a huge Sam Howell fan. I, I mean, I know, and I preface that by saying, Usually I'm wrong, but I am very high on this kid. Uh, I was high on uh, Dotson, uh, not the first Dotson who I thought was going to suck. Doc, uh, <laughs> Josh, Doc, yeah, Dotson. But uh, yeah, no, I think Hal is the quarterback of the future. I think he will be the best quarterback that we've had in at least 15 years. It's so funny. All my buddies are like, yo, what are you guys doing at quarterback? I'm like, oh, Sam Howell. They're like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, <laughs> all right. I think cool. Sam Howell would have been a first round draft pick had he come out the year he wanted to come out. He was going to, you know, he, he went back to NC state to try to win another championship. And then, you know, he had some injuries on the line and stuff and he didn't. And, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Deami Brown, which was one of his big receivers left. And we came to the Redskins. So I don't know, man, I, I just think he's going to be good. I think yeah, with that kind stats, of movement stats went down a little. And so that's stats why went down. Yeah. That's why people got a little cold on him. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think you see there the running is what I'm, if, uh, he's Heineke, but with a cannon, I mean, that's you know I kept saying last year if we could combine Wentz and and Heineke meaning if Heineke had a little bit stronger of an arm and could throw the deep ball way but you know Terry would have to stop running and wait for the ball to get to him and this nothing against Heineke I love him he's a baller he certainly is at, on game day somebody you can count on but he just isn't he's not a high caliber NFL quarterback he's just not yeah no it. Yeah, he, he I th I think honestly though, I think he's going to have another 5-6 year run as a backup. Um because I think he's a guy you could bring in a game in the third quarter and say, "Look, man, we've got to make some shit happen." And I think he's a, you know, if you're down by 6 or down by 8, 
He can put you in a position. I think he can get team the rest of the team excited. But you're right. That's not a start. You can't. That can't be your starter mentality, right? Right. I mean, right. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. By the way, 100. When if Heineke comes in and spells somebody, and you're already half tired, and this clown's running around, he's going to be difficult to to stop. Plus, you won't have a lot of. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, tape on him. He's, you know, he had a whole season last year, but I, I think he could come in and I think he could be a great spark guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not that have is- been mad if they said, look, we're keeping him. We're going to make it clear it's a backup role. Um, I would not have had a problem if Sam Howell went down or Brissett went down and they're bringing Heineke out there. It, it, I would have just not felt bad. Now, you made a great point that now the systems are different uh, and it's going to have a different system in Atlanta, that's for sure. So I think we're going to really see, this is going to be the first time you see Heineke in a without he, without Scott Turner, right? For his his entire NFL career was that system. Every every system he he the system. Then so I wondered how much of that made him so much better that he just knew it like the back of his hand and could get away with a lot of stuff. So we'll see. You're right. The big thing we'll see in Atlanta is can he grasp another system? And I'm sure he can. The guy was taking like some sort of calculus class. I had to look up when he said what classes he was taking at Old Dominion because it was like it was it wasn't like numbers it was like numbers and letters and then some other stuff and he could be like a a, a scientist i mean it was yeah. like these these courses were incredible so i'm sure he's smart but picking up another system and, and learning that in a new place uh, that's all hard to do yeah it is i think the one thing he's got going for him in atlanta if he becomes a starter there is you know that division got real weak real quick you know carolina's like full rebuild the saints eh, i don't know really what they're doing with quarterback uh, and the bucks are a mess so um, you know, I, I, that's the one thing that the Falcons probably have going for him. There is a weak division, but, uh, if Heineke becomes a starter, you know, it, it is, it is going to be interesting to see, like if he has success and could do it, man, props to him. I'm happy for yeah. that guy. I mean, I'm same thing. It's funny. I will watch next year. Falcons. I will watch more Falcons games next year than I ever have in my life. Um, as long as they're not competing with Washington games, if they're on, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it on, man. I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him. I mean, I can't lie. I, I'm going to watch him and go, that's a good dude, you know? So knowing that we would only have one backup, are you, you would rather have Heineke or would you rather have Brissett? Well, my thought is, you know, whatever system this is, um, you know, Enemy has probably weighed in on that. So I think I got to trust Enemy and going, I think I know my kind of guys and these are my kind of guys, you know, so maybe honestly they did, they did Heineke a favor by saying, dude, it's just not going to be, you know, for you. Um, and maybe Atlanta's like, well, you know, with what we do, it kind of makes sense for what you do. So, right. Um, and and Atlanta, yeah, because that was Marcus Mariota. He's sort of that same, that right. same build. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of thought maybe it's just going to work out best for everybody. I mean, I hope it does. He got 20 million bucks, I think two years, 10 million. Um, so I'm glad he got paid. We only paid him two million dollars last year. He played what he played better than two million dollars. He uh, definitely I'll, played better than him. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I was like, you know, at some point you got the man does have to grab his bag. He has been through hell. Um, you know, he said he was kind of depressed living on the sister's couch. His brother-in-law had to wake him up every morning and he was like, Taylor, you, you just you can't give up. Every day is a new day. And you know, I, I kind of love the story, to be honest with you. Oh, it's a great um, story. Yeah. And, and I love that he was so like open about about telling it. Um, and he thought he was done. He's like, I went back to finish my degree, was thinking about what, you know, he's going to have to start applying to jobs. And so he wanted to have his master's degree. And so I love the story. And maybe there's something about that in life, like for all of us, you know, maybe it's like, man, you just keep, keep working hard, keep working hard. Shit can pay off. That phone might ring. 
You know, that yeah. phone might ring. And, it is um, a great life lesson, man. I mean, dude, to be sleeping on the couch, thinking you're out, and then to come back, and then just to have what happened to him, and then to sign, you know, signing. We signed him. I think we gave him $10 million or $5 million last year, but whatever it is, it was 100 times more than he made the year before. Uh, and now, like you said, I think he's going to be around five, six, seven years. And let me tell you something about a backup quarterback in the NFL. It's the best job in the entire world. And not if you're a huge you know, if you really are a competitor, it's kind of hard to sit there. But, dude, not getting killed and getting paid and watching football, not bad. Not bad at all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you ask some of these guys, dude, it's like, I can't believe half these guys are still playing. Like, you know, we'll be playing a game and they'll go to the sideline. I'll be like, fucking Colt McCoy? <laughs> still <laughs> hey, hell yeah, it's Look still up playing. his salary. He's making $6 million, Hasn't played a snap in four years, you know? I'm exactly, like, boy. Healthier yeah. than all get-out, boy. Oh. Everything is, I mean, he's springing his step. He's playing golf. He's loving it. You know what's funny is uh, you can have a starting quarterback having a shit game, right? And they'll go over and slam the helmet, and they'll grab the iPad, you know, going through it, and, and the TV's showing them, you know? Sitting next to every frustrated starting quarterback is a fucking wide-eyed, smiling ear to ear backup. Dude, those backups are always smiling. Those are the happiest guys oh, ever. Yeah. Like they're so happy. You know, it's crazy. Praying that they don't have to get in and face Aaron Donald and they're on the sideline. Their uniform is white as all get out. Oh, they're thrilled. I mean, it's like they, they no sweat. Those guys don't they never shower after a game. Oh, dude, ever. they wash their uniforms like once every four games. They don't even this is this new? I'm not yeah. sure. I just I mean, it's just crazy. And so yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. A, it is a good thing. The other thing I say real quick about Taylor Heineke because I just I saw him on a podcast with um the Bustin' with the Boys podcast he did. This was a while ago, um, but he he was holding back on a lot of shit, and but he kind of had this grin, and like remember the Bush Light stuff after I think the Eagles game and stuff, dude. He's gonna be a media guy. Like I could see him going to Barstool, or oh yeah. You know, one of those type things, or always has you know, chew in. He and he's he's a, he's one of those guys, man. He definitely is. A, he's a character. He is a character. He's got a good personality, but he's a likable guy. And like you said, he's also smart. So he gets, you know, he gets it. <laughs> yeah. but, but but he's a good storyteller. He's got great stories, and he talks a lot about it. I could just see him, you know, you know, FanDuel, you know, making him some type of influencer for them, or Barstool, or or whatever else is up by them. But I'm just saying, like he's. I think he's got a future. I mean, if he went back to Washington and launched, let's just say, the Legend of Taylor Heineke video podcast, dude, I mean. It, oh, he'd be big. Yeah. And, and don't you think, even though he was only there a few years, just the one image, the one graphic of him extending the ball. Diving the pylon, for the pylon. <laughs> and you got the Bucks players. They almost look like they're praying over his body. You know, they're like. <laughs> yeah. like and he's that, like flying like Superman. Right. And it's like, I just think if he goes back to D.C. and launches that, he would have a career in just being a guy hanging out with the fans. Like, I just oh. I feel like people like him. They gravitate towards him. And even the younger generation now who got to watch him do that. Think about Taylor Heineke, dude. That's the first quarterback like my son got a Heineke jersey. Oh, he's, nice. He's 15. Right. And I'm like, you really want a Heineke? I mean, he has to drop 100 and some 120, 130 bucks. He goes. Who the hell else have I been excited about? I mean, you know, <laughs> only 15, you know, it's like, yeah. he's like, dude, this guy has been, he's electric. So I just kind of was watching him and I'm going, dude, you need to go back and launch the legend Taylor Heineke podcast, go to bars, d oh, yeah. just do what these guys are, interview people, talk football. I just think that's, he, he, that is what he needs to do. Well, number one in our area, we we haven't had. I mean, obviously Terry McLaurin. There's a few Jonathan out there. There are some great ones that I'm excited about, but we haven't had a player electric 
in a while. You might say RG3's rookie year, and that turned out to be a debacle. But you're right. In in D.C., he could go back to D.C. Right, He probably never has to buy a meal. He probably never has to fill his gas tank up. If he's in D.C., whether he plays another down or not, he'll be a legend there forever in that area. Well, the fact that the fans gave him the title of legend. I mean, he, he didn't grab the mic after the game and go, I'm the legend. I mean, they lost the fucking game and we called him the legend. What, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> we I mean, referred to that game a lot, though, too, dude. Boy. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. and it was awesome. And I never felt like that game was over until it was over. Unlike so many other games, it was like we were right there at the end. And yeah. I just am like, you know, the fans called him the legend and we lost the fucking game. What am I missing here? Well, that guy's got all heart and we've been looking for that for a long time. So think about RG3. Yeah, he had the year, but it was too much controversy. And right. then, he, and then he, he shits all over the team. And ever since then, you know, I think he's a good broadcaster. I really do. But he's really kind of created this narrative that, oh, I was the ultimate victim and da 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 da. And I'm not going to run these plays. Ugh. Everybody got bitter on him. He chose that, dude. He chose yeah. that route. And, you know, that's fine. Um, and, and I was, I got a freaking, I got this big RG three sign hanging in my garage. I mean, I just, Ugh. nobody was more excited about that. I got two jerseys fucking hanging up here somewhere. Me and my son had RG three matching jerseys. So yeah, <laughs> but it just didn't end well. And it's like, I just feel like, you know, Heineke, there was just something, like I said, we were just craving that spirit or, or maybe that story. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was the story we needed the kind of the come up, the, because we've been through hell as fans. So maybe we oh, kind of leaned yeah. on him of like, we're all climbing out of the ashes. Yeah, yeah, we have again, we haven't had a lot to cheer for in a few years. So, Amen. yeah, I mean, that is that is definitely it. All right. Well, uh, on this podcast here, we like to do a little bit of football. We like to do a little bit of fun and we'd like to do a little bit of difference. So we're going to play a little uh, prank call. Now, and in case you don't know, Marco is one of the best uh, prank callers in the entire world. Uh, on our last oh, podcast, we played uh the uh, the uh, incor- uh, politically incorrect dog, which was super funny. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you decide here. Do you want to go with booze in the recycling bin or Amish table? Well, the Amish table one's a little bit in the spirit of like we did yesterday. Um, so let's go with booze in the recycling bin. All right. And uh, you want it. me to you want me to give a little setup or yeah, set this up for us here. Yeah. So this one I, I did this a little while ago, and I think the world was coming out of the virus. And I noticed I was driving in and out of my neighborhood, and I noticed that uh, man, people were really drinking during the virus. I mean, you can't blame them, right? People were sort of <laughs> like, I'm I'm bored. Uh, the government's sending me tons of money for no fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> and I think I'm just going to get fucked up all day. Right. That's just what right. everybody did. And that's fine. And, and I did that, too, I think. But uh, I thought to myself, <laughs> so I would see these recycle bins just overflowing with vodka bottles and and beer and just all in the mixer bottles. I'm like, holy shit, we're drinking ourselves to death. So I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call a number. I Dude, I still call it random numbers. I forget what town. I, I think oh, it was Virginia. I think it was Northern Virginia. <laughs> oh, and I great. called, and, and it took me a few calls, but I get this guy on, and I, I claim to be from the trash company, and I claim that I, one of the workers is concerned because his recycle bin, there's been way too much booze, and we just think he's killing himself, and he's drinking too much, and you know we can't keep picking up all this booze, and he needs some help. So that's the premise uh, behind this. I love it. All right, here is our prank call for uh, number two, show number two. Here we go. Yes. Hey, uh, good, good afternoon. How are you? Okay. Good. I'm uh, with the... Uh, my goodness, is that the TV in the background? <laughs> That's what I was going to yes. say. Yes. It's hard to hear you. 
<laughs> anyway, I'm with uh, I'm with your recycling company, and um, I'm with a call center. Wanted to reach out. Some of the uh, workers were a little concerned uh, with some of the contents of your recycling. I don't understand. Well, there's what, what did I what what did I recycle? I don't even have a recycling garbage can. <laughs> yeah, well, it could just be a regular a regular can. Not everybody has a recycling. Uh, okay. But there was uh, an excess amount of a certain material that uh, the crew was a little concerned about. Uh, they had what was the material? What, what are you watching, by the way? Hey, he's the loudest. Dude, I'm, I'm trying to take a nap. I work nights. It's take the news. a nap with that noise? Oh. It's the news about the Biden thing. Just what, what was the content? What's going on with the Biden thing? I'm like, sir, I don't want to hang up by you. I told you I work nights trying I'm, to go to sleep. I'm sorry. Where I'm calling. I'm trying to answer your question. Just, just tell me what you need. Yeah. So there were some, some items uh, in there. Uh, and so if you wanted to tell me, you know, it'd probably be easier that way, or I could read you off the, the list of what they found. I have no, I, I don't know. <laughs> so just tell me and I'll, and I'll say if it was mine or not. Okay. But if it was, what about it? <laughs> well, we're just concerned, you know, with the, with the uh, coronavirus, we're, we're, we're taking, uh, added steps to make sure everybody's safe and, uh, everybody's immune system is, uh, firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Um, six bottles. And that has, uh, go ahead. Yeah, six bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon. You got the wrong house, dude. This is I'm I'm 14 years sober. You got the wrong house. <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, that's have it. a nice day, well, bro. It was not in my garbage can, bro. Well, sir, denial. <laughs> oh, All of that. He didn't want to hear that. You're calling with a block number. You no, want to sir, tell me who this is now? I, well, we're calling from our from our call center. We understand you may be in denial of being a 13. Oh, fuck you, asshole. I'm going to sleep. Don't bother me. I'm serious. Sir, it's too much drinking. And <laughs> so that was it. I, he was about uh, to have a heart attack. I didn't yeah, know. yeah, boy. He, uh, you might have actually driven him to drink a little bit. It's probably good <laughs> yeah. you only called him, <laughs> called him back once. <laughs> uh, dude, he got pissed. Boy, that TV was loud as Bob trying to go to sleep. Well, how are you going to sleep with a fucking movie going on there that loud? Holy but, smokes. Yeah, and so that, that was the funny thing. It was like, you know, I mean, I it was actually hard for me to hear this fucking guy. On the oh, phone. I know. <laughs> and, and so that's why I was like, what are you watching? He's like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. How in the fuck were you trying to sleep? Like, I know why you were trying to sleep, because yeah. you couldn't sleep because of that TV. I mean, gee. Uh, when you said, what about that? I knew when you asked, what about the body? He's like, what? What, the, what are you doing here? Jesus. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I good. think I am not the first person to accuse him of having a drink over his alleged 13 years of sobriety. <laughs> alleged. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, <laughs> he yeah, just, he was pissed. He was pissed. Uh, uh, there you but, go. Well, that's good, man. Well, uh, we'll feature a new prank call from Marco on uh, every one of our podcast episodes. Make sure you hit share, like, and comment. And uh, I'm sure if we messed anything up, I would love to uh, see your comments down below uh, and uh, let us know uh, what we missed and how we could do better here uh, on this podcast as we are in number two. So we uh, every one of these, we do a little way back playback. So yesterday I played uh, for the way back playback. Um, and I guess we kind of did it together. The Santana Moss Cowboy Killer. Uh, so what are you thinking about here today? thought about that last night, actually, dude. I mean, that was a moment that just didn't go away for me yesterday. I was just oh. imagining those, where I was, the nostalgia, those footballs flying through the air from, from Mark Brunel. <laughs> well, I, listen, I don't know if you can pull it up. I like the end. 
I'd like, God, if we could, I'd like to stay on the Cowboys. Um, I just feel like it brings us good luck. And if there's one thing this whole fan base unites behind, it's the hatred for the fucking Cowboys. Right? Oh, it's yeah. Dude. Or like, they wouldn't yeah, have made that little trinket you have under your desk if we did, if we love the Cowboys. Yeah. Do we hate the Cowboys? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> his, face mask, his face mask came flying off, it looks like. I like but, how they have a little, they have like a little unit right there coming yeah, around. It, it, it hides when it's not, when it's not needed. It, see, it hides behind. <laughs> And the head goes back. I mean, what now? Why does the cowboy that right have a there is its own is its own reel? Like it's just <laughs> we're just gonna highlight that. That's that's the reel. Yeah, I'm curious why the cowboy's helmet has a face mask, but our guy does not have a face mask. Is there? Did he lose it during the thumping? Tore it off, and he freaking smacked <laughs> the hell out of this guy with. I don't know what he did with it. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. The God. face mask did go flying off. I just found it. It's right here. Oh, okay. So yeah. he did. All right. So I wasn't sure if that was like. Guy- back together before tomorrow's <laughs> next next show or whatever i didn't know if that was like the old school you know when we had like the leather helmets and stuff or or not there so uh all right so what are you thinking cowboys what all right so it's we're playing uh dallas uh it's a four o'clock sunday game and it's it's i just and by the way dude yesterday i love seeing the sean taylor i, I just god it brings back these great memories so oh. it, it's the one where the end of the game um they go to it's they they at this point mike vanderjack's playing for the cowboys they go to kick an easy, should have been a, a chip shot field goal. It's blocked, and then Sean Taylor gets it, returns it. Time should have expired, so we should have gone to overtime. But Sean Taylor is grabbed by the face mask, and that's probably yeah. – they may have saved a touchdown by doing it, those assholes. <laughs> but, uh, and so uh, it was probably like in 2005 Oh yeah. Ish. Uh Oh, yeah. And here's another thing, Billy. You'll love this. Bill Parcells was still the head coach because yesterday really? we saw the. Remember, we saw the big the uh, Bill Parcell face. Yeah, the, uh, Monday Night Miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This was this was one of my favorite games of all time. I I, I thought I don't want to ruin. Well, everybody knows the ending. It's fucking twenty years old. But I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> like like the way that Joe Buck, when we finally kicked the winning field goal. And he just goes, Redskins win. Dude, it sends chills from my head through my fucking chest and all the way down my legs. Redskins was that an win. overtime? Was that an overtime? It was an untimed. The game was extended by one untimed down. It never went to overtime. It never went. Okay. Cause, uh, okay. Yeah. So let me get back to this. Cause I, oh, I this, fast- this has got to be it. This has yeah, got to so- be it. And, and I think it's like a. All right. So right now- Yeah. 1919, baby. This is that is it? it? Okay. Is, all right. you, you have the whole game teed up, right? Well, I've uh, I have the it's it's basically it's the series of events. Do you want to go with the whole sequence or cuz uh, cuz it goes back to let me just uh, so it goes to the 2 minute warning. So we're in yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like Go well, yeah, go back to cuz it looks like we were about to get our to, to get fucking pummeled here by Rome. <laughs> much, much like that other one did. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I just love the turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, well, let's do it all. We got time here. So uh so let's uh, 1919 with two and a half minutes. Oh, remember Thrash? Give me Thrash, baby. Almost oh, bought a man. Thrash jersey one day. Almost. Just couldn't do it. He was, yeah, he was so good. Line really overall has done a good job for Mark Brunel as well. And then you've got Thrash running a square, and you can see right down the middle. Oh, That's man, exactly that was. what Mark Brunel was looking at himself. 
Brunel was good, man. He just didn't throw bombs anymore. Yeah, Brunel, Brunel was... He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Portis too was so good. All right, so they're warming up Novak. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So Novak was actually the he was a kicker at Maryland, right? Uh, I think that was Nick Novak. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's our there's our boy Purcell. <laughs> He's already pissed. Uh, we could never block Demarcus Ware either. All right, big third down. Oh, Jesus. What, why does that look familiar? Oh. Roy Williams, I hate that guy. Oh, yeah. Nine for 13, dude. Long as 40. <laughs> that is not a good record. A guy who took over started today 0 for 2 after replacing the injured John Hall. Oh, my God. 0 for 2, dude. He's 0 for 2. We'll try it from 49 yards. All right, he's 0 for 2. He missed from this distance in their last game at Indy. I don't even, I don't remember this, but I don't feel good about it. Well, oh, jeez. Right. Why does this not surprise? I don't remember this. No wonder. And Novak he, replacing he kicked John it into Hall. the third row, but it was 45 feet off. <laughs> he did. Jeez. And it was like a screw. It went to the, it did. It started in the middle, then went to the right. Yeah. As we take a look, look at this horse shit. Attempt. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, yards. you son of a bitch. He Looking had enough leg. Oh, it was 55 yards. He was 9 for 13. Do you not remember this game? I, I remember the ending, but I don't remember that. I This has been deleted from my mind. Antoine Randall, I was like, God. Oh, my God. Remember him? I almost forgot about him. I got a jersey. Oh, this is this is where it gets miserable. There's Archuleta. 60-40. Oh, fuck. Oh, of course. Oh, it gets out of bounds, of course. He fell down. Near midfield, he would have run for 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh great! Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I hate Troy Aikman, man. I wonder who he's rooting for. <laughs> yeah, he would have run for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, three miles. Time enough on the clock because of the timeouts to get themselves in a position. I'm already starting to feel like anxiety. Oh yeah, Carol Owens. <laughs> I mean, they, they, dude, this was a stack. I mean, there was nobody along the sideline. Oh Jesus! All right. Nobody, and that's so us. They're going to better throw it up the middle here because we never cover anybody up the middle. Here comes a blitz, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> All right, so I think, yeah, they call the timeout here. 18 seconds. What do they need, like 15 yards-ish? So he's 5 for 5 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was, he was good for a minute with Dallas. This is after Indy obviously kicked him out of town. Right. Another 13 yards. Okay, 13 yards to get in his range. And Jesus, if, if that was on target. Oh, he's pissed. He's probably like, why did you throw it so far? We just need 15 yards, dumbass. Oh, my God. So I'm like, all right, we're done, right? We're done. I'm smashing beer bottles. Again, um, why can't we cover tight ends down the middle when we need to? Jesus. Look at this, Romo. Tony, Tony Romo 
makes the completion. Now remember, he, Romo, he holds for the field goal, right? Archuleta, what a disaster. Oh, my God, that, that was guy. A disaster. I want to punch him today. I'm going to – what is he doing today? I'm going to go wherever he's working. <laughs> hey, Adam, uh, I watched this video from 20 years ago. It's <laughs> your fucking ass. So now what is this, a 28-yarder, 30-yarder? Actually, yeah, it's, it's – Jeez. 35. This game. Now, remember, here's a, this is important. There is six seconds left, okay? Right. Six seconds. So we will not have time to come back. No. And it's all because of that asshole right there. Yeah, he missed three. That's nine points. Oh, my God. Picked up by Taylor. Look at him running around in circles. Penalty flag on the play, and Taylor's still going. So, dude, they're going to add 15 yards. Oh, look, look at, at that him. guy. <laughs> look at His that face. <laughs> dude, look at that. Look at him. Yeah, he knows. Oh, he it's knows. On you. It's he on knows. You. Look at Bill Parcells, boy. They're going to put 15 yards there. So he's at, what, the 45, 30? That's what's amazing by this. Right, because it's a defensive penalty. They can't just go to overtime. They have to extend it with an untimed down. Now, this son of a bitch is coming back in. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so still, this is, for the record, Billy, I'm still not happy. <laughs> Dude, you can see the face mask as clear as day when he reverses field. Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a clear penalty. Yeah. The so they can't be like it's going, you know, like oh, guys dude. fall down, you know. And he went backwards, he gave up like 10 yards. Yep. But now here comes this clown oh, who just boy. missed. What is your Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I now, actually, you're a lifelong fan. Hold on. I know where you're going with this. We we've, we've we've known each other a long time. So, can you back it up 2 seconds because yeah. the guy so right now, I remember saying this, just one more half second if you could. The yeah. guy I want to try to kick the field goal is the guy in the furry hat who was standing right next to Nick Novak in that picture. All right. They're going to they're gonna show up. They kind of freeze him up. You're like, hold on. Yeah, right that there. guy right there. All right. That guy. Who, that guy looks like he should be in Alaska. Who is that? I, I don't know who he is. Well, He's got know. a better chance of making this field goal, though. Saying, hold on. I actually froze my TV. I said, hold on. I thought they said they give said Novak. No, no, no. You, you. We want you to cut. You, sir. You're coming out here. Oh yeah, he looks ready, dude. Oh my god, dude, that That's guy hysterical. don't miss. That guy don't miss field goals. I don't give a that shit. Guy, what anybody says. There's two things this man doesn't miss: field goals and dinner time. <laughs> uh, so okay, what is your confidence level on a percentage-wise that this clown is going to make the next one? He's missed three now. I said, hurry up and kick this thing so I can take a pee and get ready for overtime. <laughs> I'm just saying we're going to overtime, right? Oh, God, missed. Oh my God. Oh, look at Gibbs. He just wants to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and even look. I think he doesn't look. I think he does not look at it, if I remember right. Why would you yell for Taylor to get to the ground? I don't know. I don't understand that either. Are they going to try to ice him? This is 47 yards. 
Redskins. That's it right there when he says that. Five of ten. Joe Buck doesn't say one word during the entire thing. He just goes, Redskins win. Good. Redskins win. I just love it. Look at this. Five of ten field goals and two, that's 50%. You have a better chance of playing Russian roulette and not dying than that guy has of kicking feet. <laughs> oh, my um, God. That no, was just, no. dude, that was just one of those games that I just, I'll never forget that moment. We're done. It's Vanderjack. You know, they were showing all the Vanderjacks, that 13 career winning in the fourth quarter. And oh, like yeah. 28-yard field. I mean, that, back then, that was an extra point, you know? I mean, oh, it, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and the, they would block, and we and we hardly ever blocked field goals. To my recollection, we I can't remember that might have been the last field goal block we've actually blocked. To be honest yeah. with you, uh, you might be right. We, we'll, <laughs> we get them blocked. We get oh, them blocked, dude. Oh, we, yeah, well, we we're good at getting them blocked. Uh, but uh, wow, so yeah, that uh, that's the way back playback for today, taking me back. And uh, the best part of that is whoever that man was. I think he just <laughs> wandered onto the sideline. I don't even think he was a coach. He just like it was a fan that was like, uh, I'm lost. I feel like he's you know they. they <laughs> Stopped selling beer in the fourth quarter, so he just closed up the he beer just, and just walked on the sideline. He just out. wandered out, wanted to get a better view there. And I remember oh, seeing that during that game. I said, "Nope, I want that guy. I want that <laughs> yeah. guy." Uh, you had a better chance of that guy making it. That's a one hundred percent sure. And that oh, field goal God. when it first went up, I mean, I don't know what you just thought, but I oh, thought it was myself, not it was wide right. <laughs> It was yeah. definitely why it, he had a little hook on it, but I, I didn't think it was even in knowing the outcome thought he was going to miss that. Right. Actually, and, so. and I, but when I saw those fans go crazy and I couldn't oh, believe yeah. it, I just, I just couldn't believe it. That was just one of those moments. And again, against the Cowboys, you got to see Parcells. Uh, I just, and, and, and Gibbs, you know, with the one we did yesterday's show was Gibbs. I, I just loved that, that feeling, man. I just yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I don't know what I love better, the Gibbs feeling or the Parcells being pissed feeling, but either one of those is good. Equally awesome. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, my friend. Well, we've made it to the end of podcast number two. I think we're still going to be able to. They're letting us do the next one here, I think. So uh, so nice work for uh, for that. Good prank call. And, of course, uh, always ending on a positive note with the Wayback Playback, making you feel good as a, as a Skins fan and as a football fan. So uh, that is uh, fantastic, man. I lost you for one second. Oh, you did? Yeah, I agree. So I, I think that's something good that we, uh, you know, just focus on and, and then get that nostalgia. Like, like we're going to we're gonna go back to that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we're going to get back to that, those feelings and shit, and um, those feel-good kind of, like, upbeat. So that's why we call it the fun bunch, man. We're just trying to have some fun and, and, and exactly. get some nostalgia uh going. <laughs> hit like share comment let us know what you think here whether it's good or bad we don't care we're good at, with constructive criticism uh let us know if uh, you want to see a play or if you want us to talk about something we'll talk about uh, more stuff than just the uh, uh the skin <laughs> although when you have that it's hard to go to another place yeah it uh, is and, and it, maybe uh you know let, let one of your uh, cowboys buddies know that they'll love this show yeah uh, yeah you, you know, should you should start selling those on etsy Oh boy, that, yeah, yeah, they won't ban that. <laughs> I love it. That'll be the first thing that's not. You know, they'll see the Redskins thing and be like, "Well, that wasn't the problem. The problem was." That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When is the logo not the problem? Then with that, exactly. that's good. All right. Well, uh, that does it for episode number two. Uh, thank you for joining us here today. Any last words before we get out of here? 
Oh man, hail to the Redskins, hail to the Commanders, uh, Sons of Washington, Braves on the warpath, all of it, baby. Let's get this sale done soon. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the uh, draft coming up, we'll have uh, obviously more shows before then, but uh, until then, hit us up uh, and let us know what you think here, and we'll be back with another podcast. It's the Fun Bunch, Billy and Marco on YouTube right here. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today.